Hello, this is Jay Henry, the writer, director, and voice of Canary P.I. It is the 25th of August, 2022, as of recording this. Today, we will be discussing Deadly Decadence, which is episode 1 and 2 of season 2. Today, we will be joined by Julian Gilas, who will be giving us some insight on his chilling performance as Pierre-Francois. I, I can't do it like he does, but... I've touched upon this before, but even though they're short, we call it a season just for convenience sake. It's just the spots where I basically decide I can't I can't write anymore. I just want to move on to the audio side of things. Uh, British TV shows sometimes have short seasons like that, so if it's good enough for them, it's good enough for me. I may change it to block like one, two, etc. Or, or maybe year one, but anyway, it's semantics, potato, potato. So, Deadly Decadence. Let's sum up the story before I get my insight on it. Spoiler warning. Okay, the story starts with Canary sitting in a diner where a strange woman randomly sits opposite of him, introduces herself as Dina Gillespie and boldly asks him out on a date to the fancy new restaurant in town, Chez Francois. He is completely blindsided and accepts, even though he's kind of against dating because he has such a dangerous job. Afterwards, he figures, eh, if she's crazy, he'll, he'll have his gun anyway. Their date actually goes swimmingly well, so... She has a sense of humor. She reveals that she works uh, as a writer for the newspaper. With the help of champagne cocktails, Canary opens up and they end up talking for hours. And, uh... Canary even lets loose a little bit on the dance floor. But this is where things start going a little sour. In a deafening explosion, a patron seemingly spontaneously combusts all over the dance floor. After what they just saw, Dina did, does not want to be alone and she has, like, to, she has to go back to his apartment because she just, just can't be alone. And the night ends with it being heavily implied that things get a little frisky. Nothing brings two people together like death and gore, right? And this is the end of part one. And the conclusion... The story resumes the next morning where Dinah boss tracks her down and calls him uh, calls her at uh, Canary's apartment. This is where the bombshell is revealed that people are blowing up all over the city for no reason. Uh, this is where Canary and Dina separate. Canary goes to the police station and Dinah goes to work at the paper to do some sleuthing of her own because no one knows what, what the heck's going on. Uh, they end up both figuring out on their own as they witness the first victim on their date as Chez Francois. They both come to the same conclusion and they meet as Chez Francois. Uh, so Canary busts his way in and he's demanding to look at their past reservation lists and it's, con and it's confirmed there that every victim has dined at that restaurant. And oh boy, here's where things go a little crazy. Pierre Francois, the owner of the restaurant, straps him down into chairs facing each other. And he goes into a big dialogue of the hows and whys. Uh, I'll try to sum it up quickly so we can move, it, move this along. But if you haven't heard it before, you must go listen to it. I think it's the crowning achievement of Canary P.I. so far. Pierre is, is insane and he's filthy rich. He grew up poor with an alcoholic mother and he wanted to experience the finer things in life because he didn't have it. He didn't have anything. Only it wasn't what he expected to be once he got to that echelon in life. He went the road of degeneracy with other rich degenerates and criminals. He hated them and he hated what he'd become. So he just devises this scheme to make the fanciest, gaudiest restaurant and kill all the rich people that come and dine there. How would he do this? 
with an unknown poison from Tibet that only insanely rich people have access to, of course. It reacts to your body and you become a ticking time bomb once you uh, consume it. So he poisons Dina, making Canary w uh, watch her explode first. She frees herself and bear hugs Pierre. She reveals that she knew of Canary from all these stories that would come to the paper, but they wouldn't print them without any proof. But she knew how much of a hero he was, and that's why she sat down at that diner and asked him out that day. And in the middle of professing her love to Canary, she explodes, killing Pierre in the process. Alright, that was a lot, but that's the whole story. So let's all give a round of applause for Dina the hero, please. Alright, where, where to start with all that? Uh, the cast for this episode was me as Canary P.I. Shocker. Jenny Dyer as Dina Gillespie. Jackson Tyler Lee as Mater D. Frank Guglielmelli as Chief of Police, which is a character that you won't see the last of. Julian Gilas, perhaps playing the defining moment of Canary P.I. as F Pierre Francois. Alright, so the inspiration behind this, there was no real monster for the starting point of this story. Someone showed me a story that they were working on about spontaneous combustion, but they only had the very beginning written and they weren't sure where they were going with it, but the end reasoning was going to be that it was like a biblical thing, and that's totally not right for Canary. But I love the idea of spontaneous human combustion, that, that for no reason you're here and normal, and then next you're just dead in an extremely violent way. Uh, there was also a movie I sort of liked called uh, Spontaneous, an Explosive Love Story, that dealt with this theme, and I thought about that during writing this too. Alright, so let me explain this. There's a little bit of confusion. If you've listened to the episode, you hear Dina introduce herself as Dina, but Canary says Dinah. So let me let me explain that. So in the script, I didn't spell her name out phonetically. In in my head, when I was writing it, it was Dinah. And when I got my lines back from Jenny, she said Dina, which I actually liked better. But I already done my lines saying Dinah. But I ended up liking the mismatch, and this is how I rationalized it. So Dina is assumed to be a transplant from the, from the UK, now living in a big, undefined eastern city. Canary's accent is, you know, I don't know what Canary's accent is. It tries to be old-time New York, but sometimes he has an accent of his own. Canary is also very stubborn. Uh, I wouldn't say he's not a traveled person, but he's set in his ways of how things should be done. So he's not going to change the way he speaks. So in his head, he's like, no, no, no. This is how you say your name. So being a stubborn jackass but also he means it in like in a loving way and pierre says it dina because he's just a psycho with manners <laughs> so i thought on paper this was the strongest of the season two stories i had written and i wanted to lead it off strong i got a little overzealous with the script and it had turned longer than i wanted it to so i split it right in half i didn't set out to do that it just ended up that way and i wanted to lead with a bang so that was the first episode like literally haha <laughs> bang I feel like it was kind of a breakthrough. Listen, I'm, I'm proud of season one and what we accomplished, but I feel like that th that block of stories was like me schooling myself and getting to know some of these people that are still around. When I finished putting Deadly Decadence together, I was like, okay, this is this is a new thing now. This is different. This is a this is the level I wanted to be at from the start. So everything sounds better. The voice acting, the audio, the pacing. I just learned how to make a Canary PI episode and make it more efficiently. So, uh, Dina, Dina Gillespie. I sound like a broken record, but I always feel so grateful each time Jenny agrees to do a part for me. 
She is the definition of a pro. She always gives me multiple takes and each one is excellent. Her audio is always clean. I, I barely have to do anything to it. And this was the largest part I offered to her and I wasn't sure if she was gonna agree to do this anymore after season one. Dina was next level. It was exactly what the part needed. Pierre-Francois. What Julian did with this part, in my opinion, is the defining moment of Canary P.I. to date. When I heard it, I couldn't believe it. It feels like... It, it doesn't feel like it's my words anymore. He made it his own. He brought it to life. This is this is just a whole other thing. It like it got off the page and it became its own thing. The way he plays it, so evil, so maniacal. I was just so freaking proud and I almost felt like... I don't know, it felt, it felt weird bringing this evil character to life. That's what it felt like. And I think that's how you know you're onto something, when it immerses you that much. When it makes you feel emotion, you, you did it. You did your job. So let's turn this wagon over to Julian now and let's see what he has to say. Hello again, everybody. It is I, your favorite chef, Pierre Francois. <laughs> Just kidding. No, it's me. It's me. Um, and welcome to another episode of Canary in a Coal Mine. And we are talking about deadly decadence. I have been ex so excited to talk about this one. So how did I decide to play Francois? So it started off with, if I remember correctly, what usually happens is uh, Jay gets everything ready and he puts out the casting list, right? So I'm pretty sure he messages us all individually asking which parts we want or he already has the perfect part in mind. And I can't remember if it was... He didn't have anyone to play Francois yet. And I think he messaged me on Discord. I can't, I can't remember. It's been so long. And I told him, yeah, I'd, I'd um, take a crack at it. And so he explained how he wanted Francois to be played. How uh, the character's personality was. I mean, he gave us the script as well. And I read through it. And I, it was, it was a, it was a back and forth between the two of us on Discord because I was so excited to um, try and play <laughs> Francois because uh, I don't know if it was, uh, it probably wasn't clear, but I, I really used the Joker as inspiration. Okay, uh, for Francois, I mean he's not like you know, full on Joker type where he's like cackling all, all the time, like you know, talking to Batman, talking about his evil plan, blah blah blah. I kind of use a lot of elements from each each Joker, I guess. Well, really, more so Heath Ledger's Joker and Mark Hamill's Joker. That. I, I grew up watching Batman, the animated series. Mark Hamill's Joker is the... is my Joker, okay? And then, you know, Heath Ledger comes in second but mark hamill is always up there so i kind of based it off of uh mark hamill mostly and heath ledger's joker so with a pierre's accent <laughs> i guess it was kind of difficult for me uh in the beginning because uh french accent i mean i don't, I don't even know if that's really a accurate french accent i'm pretty sure a lot of people listened to that episode and was like ah, I don't know about this dude's accent that's that's how I thought anyways but 
uh, it wasn't really in my arsenal, you know? Like, I had British... I've done a lot of British uh, stuff. Uh, I did a little bit of Russian stuff, you know, Scottish. But French, I don't think I ever worked on it at all. And so I actually started looking up videos <laughs> on YouTube, uh, searching up uh, uh, French accent speaking English words, <laughs> stuff like that. And I actually landed on a video where uh, might have been Johnny Depp's daughter or something, but she was reading reading sentences off of this this paper, and they were telling her to read these sentences in different ways, like you know, angry or sad, um, excited. And I just watched I watched a lot of that for a couple days and some other videos. I can't remember. It really it, it took me like a, a week to, I guess, get that accent down, if you if you want to call it having that accent down. Yeah, I, I spent a week just listening to those videos and putting myself, thinking about how the character would sound, how, how his motivations, you know, his personality. I, <laughs> I, I told Jay that I basically kind of pulled off a little, like I pulled a Heath Ledger a little bit and just shut myself off from everybody and just immersed myself in the role trying to figure it out <laughs> and you know that that's how that's how I went about learning the accent and and also the character so I guess it was a little bit difficult in the beginning it, it was not easy for me I'll tell you that I will tell you that the story was amazing it was it was it was great it was <laughs> it's kind of like a uh, like a superhero story for canary you know, looking back at his other stuff, it was just, you know, a PI gets called about some weird stuff that's happening, and you find out it's really not that uh, supernatural, we can say. Uh, it's really just some crazy, crazy person doing the stuff behind the scenes, and everyone interprets it that way. But with this, <laughs> it really did feel like a, like a superhero thing. Like, maybe he was like Batman, and literally, the, uh, Francois was the Joker. You know, uh, he's been blowing up people <laughs> who's been eating at his restaurant and Canary figures it out. You know, that detective stuff, the uh, world's greatest detective, Batman. And then we got Canary putting the pieces together for the police. And then he goes back to the restaurant to figure it out. And then Pierre just ties them up to a chair and then he gives them his monologue. <laughs> That's straight super villain stuff. And then like, yeah. It, but it was yeah yeah it's basically like a like a superhero thing which which was really funny to me because I mean I used the Joker as inspiration. <laughs> so when <laughs> when I read this script, uh, when he told me I had Francois, that was when I sent him a recording of me trying out the monologue for Francois, and he really liked it. So reading that for the first time, it, I was so excited about it because it was just like oh a big super villain quote unquote monologue that is something that always excited me to do like I, I always wanted to play a villain that just had a monologue I could play around with it you know he goes from calm to crazy in in a snap just like that and then he allowed me to play around with the with the French accent as well I just decided where he would <laughs> switch to his regular accent which basically sounds like me and then I would switch it over to the um, French accent 
the the big monologue it when i first read it uh it gave me a lot of excitement and i knew it was gonna be fun for me most of it was fun i mean recording it oh man that there was a lot of bloopers in there that uh, i probably cut out (laughs) uh francois he deserved what happened to him look okay so his backstory is it would be cool if he wasn't you know going about it the wrong way like he wanted to experience the finer the finer things in life (laughs) finer things in life but he was doing it you know at the expense of his you know his morality i guess like he wasn't a good person when he was doing that stuff and then you know he was being surrounded by other people who weren't great people and then it was like his way of going about it he hated those people yet he was surrounded by them and then he decided to do what he was doing to like punish them and stuff like that that's that is not something a normal person would do (laughs) oh my god uh dina that (sighs) at the end of it at the end of it when he let when jay let us listen to the final product even when i was reading it uh reading through the script and recording I so loved the character of Dina. I loved it because it was, you know, she has been in love with Canary and they had this like whole romance for like a day or two. And it was, it was so good to see Canary just kick back and just have someone. And it was like, you know, happy for him. And then (laughs) as Francois, I remember messaging Jay, I, I, I said, you know, I'm playing Francois and I kind of hate myself. You know, like, he blew up his, uh, Canary's girlfriend. Like, come on, man. Dino, Dino was so good. And the one good thing that Canary had going for him, I blew up. <laughs> <laughs> um, we have such an ama- amazing cast and it, it just, it's so good to hear us, you know, come together and sound as good as we do. You know, like, Frank... He's a he's a veteran, so much experience. He he gives us a lot of advice. You know, always he always tries to kick us in the ass a little bit when he feels like we're being a little stagnant. But at, he's got a unique sound to his voice, and him being the police uh, chief, it just fits him. <laughs> it just fits. Uh, Jackson made me crack up just with his his accent as the Major D. <laughs> uh, um, and then, and then Jenny, she's played Canary's mother. I can't remember how many times she's done it already before she did Dina. When she started reading her, her lines and then sending, you know, the recordings to Jay, Jay was so excited to hear those. And then, you know, when he was telling me about it, I wanted to hear him. He let me listen to those recordings and I was like, Jenny is so good. Like, we are so lucky to, to, that she comes back. I mean, Frank, too. Frank, Frank, you know, he has all all this stuff under his belt, has so much experience, but he comes back, too, because he really enjoys doing Canary. And, you know, I guess Jenny does, too, which is such a blessing, because, you know, when Jay started, he didn't know what he was doing. When I started, I didn't know what I was doing. Jackson, he didn't know what he was doing. Like, we didn't know what we were doing, and we had two veterans coming in and doing this because they liked the show, and that hits you right in the feels. <laughs> Yeah, so I guess I, I rambled on quite a bit. I think that that should about do it. Oh my gosh, I'm like coming up on fi- 15 minutes. Yeah, Jay, uh, thanks for having me on this Canary in a Coal Mine episode. 
Oh god, deadly decadence. I've been wanting to talk about this for a long time. Mark Hamill's Joker. Ah, perfect. Pierre Francois has never left me. He has never left me. He comes out in conversation sometimes. But anyways, thank you for having me, and I'll see you guys later. So, uh, these Canary in the Coal Mines, I've been getting some downloads, so if you have some time, give us some feedback. Do you like these? What are your favorite parts about these? Is there other aspects you want to hear more of? You can reach me at rpcanarypi at gmail.com and on Twitter uh, at the same name. Don't be shy. I'm the furthest thing from a celebrity, so you don't have to be worried about that. Haha. <laughs> this has been Canary in a Coal Mine. Deadly decadence. 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 Okay, later.